Thanks for downloading another episode of The Ugly Truth. Or if it's your first time, welcome. You are now an honorary UG, or hug as we like to say. We really appreciate you listening and supporting the show through our Amazon and Avon links at UglyTruth.com. And now, without further ado, The Ugly Truth. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? Luckily, I'm a perky person. I don't have boobs that look like fried eggs hanging on a fence. Paula? I'd be like one of those blind people who sits on speakers and, you know, plays the music really loud. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. It's the ugly truth in a non-soundproof booth. <laughs> so, welcome to the ugly truth, episode one seventy-four. Ugh, ugh. I, I don't even know how that sounded. Can't even hear myself right now. Is I'm it ha- really? I'm having my lawn mode, and no, not that's not like a dirty thing. Getting it waxed, although that that would be a funny thing. Excuse me, I'm in the middle of a Brazilian right now. Hold on. Like if you check into a like a waxing salon, you're like getting blonde mode. <laughs> I'm sure that's something you would do. Well, no, I actually probably would never get waxed. Jeez. I should get something done just to like, you know. We need to keep the area cleaned up. Jimmy, I barely it, shave anything. It doesn't have to look like a golf course putting green, but it should be, you know, trim, respectable. It, it looks like a marshland. It doesn't look like a putting green. It probably looks like the, the ball of hair that lady in the airport had in her hand when she was cleaning out her brush in front of others. Mine looks like a merkin. I should donate it to Locks of Love. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that's what they want. I'm sure there, are, there. I'm sure there's someone with naturally curly hair who would love to have that donation. I'm sure there's a man that'd be like, "Oh, well, I'll take it." <laughs> it's like, yeah. Do you see how bald I am? Yeah, I need that. I need that little uh, piece. You need of, that little uh, tuft. That little tuft of rug. That giant tuft. Gross. It's like, I could be on death row and not have that situation. And he's sitting For there desperately sake. trying not to smell it. Ew! I would hope they would launder that stuff before they would hand it out to others. <laughs> it wouldn't matter. They'd do it anyway. Guys are weird. You know what? They're disgusting. They're the ones that invented the shoe and, you know, below the ankle fetishes. Grossness. I have. Gro- a- Women don't have those things. <laughs> I have a funny guy boy story to tell you what? later, but go ahead. No, that's it. You can tell me now. Is it anything relevant to later or? It has to do with back to school nights. So. Oh, okay. Well, let me tell you. Okay. So welcome to the ugly truth. Thank you for sharing our show. Thank you for the downloads and the likes. We're getting lots of activity this week, which is awesome. It means you guys are back to school. You've dumped the little spawn <laughs> off at their relative areas of education. You're, you're commuting back and forth to your work and home and you're listening to our show and we really appreciate it. So thank you. Now, take that enthusiasm and go shopping on Amazon and Avon. So thank you, everyone. And I'm getting more followers on Snapchat, which, you know, apologies. I am not the performer that my sister is, Paula. Well, I've definitely the Snapchat performer. I've been slacking off lately. It's just been super crazy busy. So I'll try and get back to it. Yes, a lot has been going on. We have so much to talk about this week. If you've listened to our show in the past couple of years, you will know that when we moved into this new glorious home that I live in, we're backed up to an easement. We have animal issues, not significant anymore because my husky bodega has pretty much eradicated every genetic line of skunk in the area. 
he's killed them all and we haven't had any skunks oh god i should knock on something for almost a year it's been really nice the last kill was a raccoon uh who tried to eat our goldfish in our goldfish pond but other than that there's been no issues so about a week ago Malia had her little boy toy over for a visit and his mom came and picked him up and she said, you know, because we have a cat, Isabel, who hates being inside. She's been an outdoor cat since we've got her. And she came blowing in and she said, yeah, you know, there's an owl out here. We heard it. And it was in the evening. And I said, oh, really? She goes, yeah, so you might want to watch out for your cat. And I go, well, our cat's pretty feral. She's pretty resourceful. But thank you. We'll definitely keep that in mind because I know that raptors love to catch cats because they're hearty meals later that evening daryl and i go to bed and we leave our screen door open at night or our you know sliding glass door open at night for fresh air and we hear and i was like what the hell is that and sunny is going insane he barked literally all night long i was exhausted the next day oh my god the owl had decided to perch in the tree right over our shed in the backyard. And I can only assume it's because he wanted the fish and maybe even Sunny, (laughs) depending on what his appetite was. Well, uh, I did some research. I had to Google it because I don't know owls very well. But owl, this is what this is what it sounded like. Hold on. I'll I'll let you hear. That. Did you hear that? You need a gun. Well, that's what was suggested by many people that I'm friends with. (laughs) They said to shoot it. Unfortunately, it's illegal to kill owls in California. Oh, okay. And the barn owl is what we have is a barn owl. And you absolutely can't kill them. They're practically endangered. So what happens is these barn owls come into areas. They have like super ridiculous eyesight at night. They eat their kill whole. So when I read that, I'm like, okay, so he's probably not going to kill my dog. You know, he's not going to it's not like the giant horned owls where they grab it and like pick it apart and stuff. Can you just like throw it a chicken breast or something and like be done with it? Well, here's the, the side benefit. They eat chickens. So there has not been a chicken in our street for almost two weeks. There's just none. Oh, there's none. God. And I'm thinking, oh, this is a veritable buffet for this owl. He's not leaving. He's not going anywhere. But what does he want with your house, though? That's the weird thing. <sighs> well, I think because we back up to the easement, I don't necessarily know if it's our home or if he's or what the deal is. But he was essentially he was screeching really, really loud. And what I read was that he was trying to establish his territory and the dogs were having none of it. So the way to eliminate an owl from your area is to shine bright lights on it and make a lot of noise. Sunny was making enough noise to get rid of it, but the, but he wasn't afraid of it. So I started shining lights in all the trees. And about two days later, it he went away. Oh, okay, good. Right. And so last night, we're laying in bed and it's like, oh, God, second night of peace. It's so great. You know, and I'm exhausted. And all of a sudden, two o'clock in the morning, <gasps> he's back. I woke up like, and so did Daryl. We're like, oh my God. <laughs> like, oh no, it's back. Well, it wasn't as close. And you know, the way Sonny barks because he's a Sheltie, he sounds like a woman waking up in the middle of the night when their kid cries. So all of a sudden I hear this, what? What? What's going on? What? <laughs> he starts yipping, like, you know, what is it? <laughs> and so it made me laugh because I'm like, God, it sounds like me when I hear one of the children crying or, or throwing up in their room. <laughs> and all of a sudden you hear this, Bobby, uh, you know, you hear that and you're like, oh, no. 
So Daryl gets up and see, he's so brave. He gets up and goes out on the deck buck naked. And I'm like, you know, there are neighbors everywhere. What is, I would or, never or do children. that. children. Oh, you, your own deck. Okay. Our own deck upstairs from our bedroom. Right. I'm like, but he'll just go out there. I'm like, there are things out there. You're just like waving it around. Like, you don't even know. Like, what if you run into something? I don't know. But he doesn't care. So he runs out there and he's looking around and he doesn't see anything. So he comes in and we hear the screeching kind of go farther away. And then the chickens are crowing super far away, like down by the river far away. But there is not a, a peep in our area. So I'm like, well, I can deal with the screeching at night, especially since it's not in our yard anymore, <laughs> because this owl is cleaning up. He's cleaning up. He's eating all the rodents, the chickens, everything. And I'm like, OK, I don't mind you being here. Just stay away from my cat, which I think it will. And stay away from my yard because I need I need to sleep. I need yeah, sleep. Yeah, really. But I couldn't believe it. I'm like, we have a barn owl. And if you look at barn owls, they are freaky looking. They have the white faces with the big black eyes in the middle, like button eyes. Uh, you know which ones I'm yeah, talking no, about? Yeah, I know. I do. I do. That's what they look like. And they're, they're kind of big. They're like two feet tall. They're not small birds. And I'm like, you know, if I shined a light and found one, I would I would probably start screaming. I don't like birds of prey, like the raptor prey. They're scary. Well, I mean, really scary. What movie have you ever seen with an owl in it that wasn't meant to be creepy? You know, I, I know mean, Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's but they even, all have their little yeah. pet owls, but they're but they're tiny and, yeah. and they're kind of cute. But this is not a tiny, cute creature. This is a creature that eats its prey whole and then spits out pellets. It's not something I want to see at all. Uh, so anyway, I'm I really thought that the skunk was like the ultimate outdoor animal planet experience. But no, now we have an owl and owl, you know, birds freak me out. I don't like them. That's why I hate chicken. I don't. Yeah, that's, I really don't know what to say about that, it. That's a lot. <laughs> I don't know. It's a lot to digest, just like the owl. I wish if I could spit out a pellet and eliminate this concern, I would. But I simply can't. So Anyway, you got to go to back to school night for the brand new school for your two elementary school kids, right? Yes, the brand new school that I am uh, really struggling to like. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, you know what? No one likes new. I don't like the new. Here's the thing. I absolutely despise the fact that there is just never any parking. We get there at least 15 to 20 minutes early every single day, and we just never can seem to find a parking spot that isn't, you know, at least a half a mile away. So you guys have to, like, walk? Yes, and we have to get there really early because everything's just, you know, so far and such a chore to do and... At what point do you think you'll allow the children to walk together to the school? Well, there is a drop off. And so, I mean, I will drop them off at some point. But for Uh now, they just still want me to walk them to their classes. That's fair. That's fair. When we get to that point, it will probably get better. I'm sure. So last night was the back to school night. Yes. They preferred no children. So I left the kids at home. Okay. And so I started with the f- the first grade class because, as I mentioned, Olivia is uh, repeating first grade. Right. And so she sits in the middle in the first row. So, of course, I had to sit at her desk in the middle <laughs> of the first row. I'm sitting there listening to the teacher. Her teacher, I would say, is in her 
late 50s. And so, oh, okay. she's, so she's a seasoned gal. So she's been teaching for a long time. She says, I'm not very good with technology, so I don't do emails or anything like that. And mm. so I'm like, oh, okay. And so I'm thinking like, well, how do you communicate with people, you know, or parents? And so. Yeah. Do you like, yeah, what do you do? And so she says, you know, if there's, if there's a problem or something, I'll just send you a note. And I'm just like, all right. So a handwritten yeah. note. I don't know. I don't, it, it really. Like, does she get out? Does she get out her, her quill? <laughs> so it still wasn't clear. It sounds like she's but more interested in educating than the rest of the stuff. And so. Yeah. That's fine with me. Yeah. So I have no doubt that Olivia will have a very good time in her class and, um, you know, learning and doing activities and reading and, and do, you know, the, the basic stuff. Sure. Did you embarrass yourself? I, of course I did because I was <laughs> oh, just okay. asking her a bunch of questions and then I got nervous and then my mouth became so dry. I started gnawing on my own tongue and then I <laughs> started thinking at, she was looking at me weird and I'm just like, she probably thinks I'm drunk. And so are you having a stroke? I, so I just excused myself and then I left. So. Like, I think I've taken up enough. Of and your I'm time. like, I think you I think fifth grade is having a session. I better go. And so and she's like, um, okay. So I did go to the fifth grade session and then I sat at Ryan's desk. A little bit roomier. <laughs> a little bit roomier. And then uh, I looked at the mom next to me and I'm like, so your son's a Conor McGregor fan. And she's like, what? And so <laughs> what? I said, your son. I'm like, he's a Conor McGregor fan, I, I hear. And she's just oh. like, uh, she's like, I think uh, his father is. Is that the she's oh. like, is that the fight thing? And I'm like. I'm sorry. I'm like, my son had just mentioned that, you know, maybe you're so, of course, it, it was all awkward and everything. <laughs> so. so, and the mom's like, I have no idea what you're yeah. talking about. My son is an angel. He does not like violent things. Apparently they're divorced and the, oh, the father dear. and the son really bond over UFC, but she, she, oh. she doesn't know anything about it. And so, oh, she does she, now. She, she had kind of heard about it, but she wasn't really sure who Conor McGregor was. <laughs> so beep 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 beep. So I had an interesting discussion with a mother that I've never met in my entire life tonight. What are you talking about? Why are you introducing our son to Conor McGregor? I had to Google him. He's a horrible person, and now he's bragging about it all over school. She had heard about it, but she just was kind of like, "Yeah, I don't really know," and you know, she's mm -hmm. just like, um, "That's kind of their thing." I'm not really sure, and so I was just like, "Oh, I'm like, well, my head son, my son had just mentioned that your son was a big fan, and blah blah blah." And Quite so passionate about Conor McGregor, I said, but I just, I'm like. I'm Paula, by the way. <laughs> so I was just, oh, God. You know, because we're so good at small talk. Oh, God, we're horrible at it. It's just the worst thing. It's like a disability, practically. It's like asking us to run or something. I just, you know. Just don't do it. I thought I was going to make a little funny, and it turned out to be horribly wrong. Very and, uncomfortable. Because, you know, she's like, well, my husband and I are now divorced, and I know nothing of his life and his whore girlfriend. And then she, so whatever they do with my son, I am not privy to. And then at Thanks some, for informing yeah, me. And then at some point, she mentioned that she had been homeless at one point. I'm like, oh, my God. So I was just <gasps> like, okay. So it wow. it was an awkward conversation. That was an incredibly versatile discussion. And I'm just like, see, Conor McGregor, he's an asshole. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So Ryan's teacher, of course, she's blonde hair, five foot three, 110 pounds. Super enthusiastic. She has three children. 
But you'd never know it. Wouldn't know it. She is very excited about class and very excited about the group of children that we have. She included her classroom phone number, her classroom email, her home phone number, her cell phone number. Wow. Facebook. Students are welcome to contact her at any time if they have questions about homework, projects, whatever. They can text her from their parents' phone if they have questions. And I'm thinking, Mm. lady, I'm like, you are like one step away from a Lifetime movie with all the access that you're giving. There may be a reason why she this is as high as she she goes as far as instructing students. And she may have taught high school at one point, but no longer. <laughs> she said she did teach middle school at one point, but I was just yeah, like, not anymore. <laughs> so I was just thinking to myself, I'm like this this is a really bad idea. But this um, is a this is ripe for a scandal. And I'm like, well, my son will not be texting you. So I don't think so. Well. Actually, what will happen is like at the conference. So uh, Ryan texted me um, about a month ago to let me know, blah, blah, blah. And you'd be like, what? What's happening? That will never happen. That will never happen. Or it'll be more like this. So like I was I was chatting with Ryan the other day (laughs) on my Snapchat. Right. (laughs) It's, It's just ridiculous. And so that's funny. Call me Barbie. Oh, we're on a first name basis. There's no Mrs. in this class. Mrs. is my mother. Right. All the kids call me Barbie. <laughs> we're equals. Yeah, she doesn't even have them like line up at the door or anything like that. She's like, the kids know the schedule. They just come and go to recess. It's just willy nilly here. You know, <laughs> the, Ryan even said they're allowed to talk in class. And, you know, it's probably very, you know what? It's probably very freeing for him and it's probably very uncomfortable, but he will get accustomed to it. And I bet it's it will be a good thing for him at the end of the day. So I just <laughs> you don't agree. <laughs> well, I was just a little taken aback by the whole thing. And I was just like, yes. OK, well, this is, you know, I mean, fortunately, I'm I'm confident in my son because I know that he's not going to be the one cracking up and not doing his work. That's just not uh, that's not who right. he is. So no, he likes good grades. Yeah. And that's just, you know, if he's given an assignment, he's going to get it done. So, yes, then there was um, we were told it was a presentation, a fifth grade presentation in the multipurpose room. So Mm -hmm. I went in there and their principal, he has a lot like a I would say it's like a Bob. (laughs) Oh, gray hair and a goatee. He must have broken his arm or something because it was in an arm <laughs> sling. <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys. It was a hacky sack incident before school started. Yeah, he's a little bit of a like a like a hippie kind of. He's a free spirit. Kind of cool goatee guy. And he was. Bet you would, if you went into his office, there'd be beanbag chairs on the floor. No desk. He was talking about Netflix for a minute. But basically, mm. the alleged presentation was a half an hour talking about the importance of attendance. And so I stayed for 10 minutes and then I left because I'm like, get it. I got it. Get my kid. I attended. I goodbye. Get my kid here on time and every day. And you know what? I I recall doing the same thing. And I'm just like, you should not lie to people and make it sound like it's a fifth grade presentation. If you're just going to talk to people about attendance, that's just a lie. Now, as a question for you, is this the year that Ryan will go on his science camp trip? Or is that sixth grade? I'm not sure. They didn't really say. I think 
I want to say that sixth grade, but I could be wrong. But I did tell Ryan that he should prepare himself because I believe this year is the year that he gets the special health class and he's oh the sex ed yes and he's like what special health class i'm like well they separate the boys and the girls and i said the boys go into class with um the a male teacher the male teacher and a banana mm-hmm. and he's like what <laughs> and i said and they talk about body hair and he's just like mom <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, is there an opt-out? What op- was that? What kind of life was that? He's like, mom, he's like, is there an opt-out form? And I'm like, oh, no. yeah. I said, yes, there is. He's like, well, can you sign it? I said, I can. No. I said, but I'm not going to. Good. <laughs> don't be the guy. Don't be the one guy that goes to the library with, you know, this, the others who have to wear skirts at PE. I said, it's a rite of passage, <laughs> son. I'm like, everybody it has is. to do it. You do. It's imperative. You have to know what your body's going through or you'll get scared. You just never know. You just, he's, you never know. But he's like, but I've already had the talk. And I'm like, well, this isn't that talk. I'm like, this just talks this about, you know, getting hair and other things. And, you know, why a girl's body looks like a cow head and, you know, stuff <laughs> like that. Exactly. So, no, he's going. Damn it. No, I want to stay home with you guys. (laughs) No, you're going. Have fun. Touch a girl. If you just can't handle only getting your ugly truth one time a week, make sure to hang out with the Uggs on their social networks. Visit UglyTruth.com and click on the Facebook and Twitter buttons to friend and follow the show. Go to U-G-L-E-E-Truth.com or search for us on Facebook and Twitter. And now, back to the truth. So speaking of change and all of this stuff, there's been a lot of change in everyone's attitude about the Olympics. Yes. It's it's so weird. Like, it started off kind of, you know, like, oh, Rio's in duress and everything is, everyone's poor and starving and, and now we've bankrupted the city. And then we got past that and now we were into the big, you know, look at the gymnastics team. The, the women's gymnastics team has just been, they're America's darlings. And then it was the swim team. And here's the thing. I know swimmers. I've seen a million, like hundreds of kids go through the swimming programs, like I just said. Mm -hmm. And um, what you see is exactly what what it is. There's the hardcore stars who work their asses off and never fail, always succeeding, always pushing themselves. They're the leaders of the teams. Michael Phelps is the comeback kid. You know, he's a total loser, stoner, druggie, drunkie. And then now he is the leader holding the flag for the entire team. You know, mm-hmm. he's like this great representation. Katie Ledecky comes out breaking world records all over the place. And I, I only want to say this because it's you. Doesn't she look like she's going to be like the most popular PE teacher <laughs> in school? Yes. I can. She see. looks like the PE she, teacher that you go, oh, is, Mrs. Ledecky is my favorite. Does she right? have like the red hair? No, she's got the blondish. Well, it's strawberry blonde. Yeah, bob. the strawberry one. Yes. But what was interesting is, you know, now all the cracks are starting to show because we're winding down. Mm-hmm. Ryan Lochte is a effing moron and he's a liar. 
totally. We've all figured that out. And, and he's he's, in, he's come out with his statement, and it's just he's a freaking it's criminal. Just more bullshit. Yeah, it's like I'm sorry that I got drunk. And you know, the initial the initial Olympic representative, whoever he was, he's like, "Come on, kids will be kids." And I'm like, "He's 32. He's not a child." I had three. I had four children in my care when I was 32 years old. Right. I was not a kid. If I got drunk, I was irresponsible. And really could put people and at risk. most people who get drunk, they don't go and destroy public property, you know? I had, I've never, well, never destroyed property when I was drunk. Well, that's not true. Or just go to a gas station and start peeing in the bushes. I mean, no, I never did that. It's just it's it's juvenile yes. behavior, and it's it's the behavior of people who think that you they're know entitled. there's yeah they're entitled and they're somehow above everyone else, and right. you know that they can just do whatever they want. And I, and the other thing too is is the other three people they are just as guilty as he is. They have yes. they have no business doing those things either and i don't care that they're only in their early 20s no it doesn't matter. you know it's it's disrespectful and you know i would imagine that they were raised far better than that the reason i think i hold lochte a little bit more accountable is because he's so much older than the other ones and he had the really had the opportunity to be the one to go you guys let's just head back let's be done with it but no he wants to pretend that he's still 19 and act like a fool. Well, honestly, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, what the fuck is a 32-year-old doing hanging out with hanging three 20-year-olds? I'm that's... just like, you're the creepy old guy. Right. That's just, I'm like, what a, yeah. what a weirdo. I would be weird. I, in fact, if somebody says, yeah, I'm hanging out with Ryan Lochte. Honey, isn't he like 15 years older than you? Yeah, but he's so cool. Is he buying you beer? I mean, like, like what is no, the deal? No, that's not cool. That's weird. It's, it is weird. It's like he could probably Stranger be your danger. Father. Get away. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I got to tell you, though, given the nature of our entertainment industry, bet you anything he'll end up being a bachelor, the next bachelor or some other single show where he's going to try to find the quote unquote love of his life. He's perfect for that crap. I don't think you watch. so. I think okay. America feels pretty humiliated by his actions. Nah. And I, I think I that. I do. A small segment might, but no. Maybe the Murica people, but no. I think he will, entertainment people will pick him up in a minute. You no. watch. I, I, I think, uh, personally, I feel like a lot of America people feel like he embarrassed the United States and they, they don't really want to have it, have anything to do with him. And the other thing too is, is that he's here. Those right. three, other three swimmers, they're still stuck in Brazil. So, I mean... Two of them are. Two of them got home, oh, okay. and the other two are there. I read today they got released. They got their passports back. They just had to pay a very hefty fine. So, I mean, he left them pretty high and dry. A lot he there. did. Because, I mean, he bounced yeah. before. So, I think he knew that shit was getting real. Methinks he's not so dumb. And I, I just, like, the whole thing has just been so shady. And I just, I really don't see people wanting to have anything to do with them. Well, we'll put a pin in it and we'll find out. But I want to also hear about now you and I talked about it on Facebook briefly. You and I like exchanged like one or two lines. But in addition to the Lochte thing, there was this other thing going on in the water. You did more research because I only read initially and I thought it was hysterical, but I didn't know. You told me a few blurbs about it mm -hmm. yesterday, which I did not know. So this uh, it's a diver, correct? She's no, no, a no. diver. 
Or she's a swimmer. Yeah, so... Okay. I'm going to butcher her name. Fu Yanhui from China. Okay. Okay. She um, is a swimmer, and Mm -hmm. she had finished fourth in the women's 4 by 100 meter medley relay. Okay. So... I guess they had expected that they would have done be- better. And so after China the, should have, yes. Yeah. So after the medley was over, she was doubled over and grimacing. Uh-oh. And so one of the news correspondents interviewed her and asked her, like, you know, are you okay? And she says, actually, my period started last night. So I'm feeling pretty <laughs> weak and really tired. Mm-hmm. And so maybe if an American had said that, people would have been like, oh, that's okay. Well, that's weird. But, you know, whatever. Right. Well, when she said it, China has a social networking site called Weibo. It totally, like, freaked out that site. Mm. Like, it, it basically, like, broke their internet. Oh. The whole comment. Interesting. And the reason why is because women talking about their periods and swimming is yeah. so taboo. They don't in, in China? In China. Like Interesting. It, it is, I did not know it that. It is not discussed at all. In fact, women when they're on their periods, they are basically told they they should not be swimming. Or they should not have contact with water because it could upset the balance of their yin and yang. Really? Or menstrual blood in Chinese culture is seen as polluting or dirty. Well, so do I. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not to water, but in... Jo- well, though, have you ever taken a bath or a shower on the rag? I mean, well, it is no. not a pretty sight. So, yes, I would agree with that, but not, not spiritually or big picturely. They did a survey. They said 76% of Chinese women feel uncomfortable in a social setting, like having dinner with friends or family, for example, while they're on their period. Well, me too. I mean, but not feel uncomfortable, like, you know, physically, physically, but like feel uncomfortable, like, you know, they're disturbing the forces being in the room or being around Mm -hmm. people because because they're on their period because they're menstruating. It's causing a disturbance. Yeah. Like so like if you got invited, like if you got invited Mm -hmm. to someone's house, let's like, let's say they're just like, why don't we you guys come over for dinner, you know, in two weeks or something like that. And then you got your period like the day before. You're like, I'm sorry, I can't attend. Yeah. You're not going to cancel or something because you you know or you're not I would go you you would go but you're not going to feel like embarrassed on the inside because you're on the rag but they do I well culturally it it is believed that it's not a good thing to be out and about with others so other Chinese commentators that were at the Olympics when they heard her comments Mm -hmm. having learned that she was on her period they were shocked that she didn't stain the pool red. Oh my god! Because that's what they—that's what they believe happens. Like we just gush blood constantly, and there's like an endless flow that there's no way to eliminate it. Well, this is probably why, because the New York or the Los Angeles Times published in March of this year mm-hmm. reported that Chinese manufacturers made 85 billion sanitary napkins last year. But mm. not one single tampon. Oh my god, can you even imagine? And it says tampons made up just 2.5% of the 7.6 billion sanitary pad market. 
I am sensing a niche market for you and I. <laughs> right. You and I need to infiltrate the exporting of tampons to China. But I mean, I had no idea that periods it was, was so such taboo. A, especially because when we were talking about it, I'm like, have you seen the porn that Asian chicks do <laughs> on the internet? They have tentacles in their snatch. I mean, they'll put just about anything, anything. anywhere. Yes, it's very... <laughs> There's a reason why they have that reputation. Unless those girls aren't Chinese. I don't know, but... God, here we go again. No, I don't... I don't I'm so uneducated. But Chinese is... So they are very not into the tampon. So they probably don't do menstrual caps or any of that other garbage. It, it sounds like it's all pads, to be honest. Can you even... You know what? You, though, maybe... Well, and we don't know. I don't know if you've done any research on that. Does she train here in the United States or does she train in China? I'm guessing she trains in China. So, I mean, well, they they don't make them, but it sounds right. like they have access to them. Yeah, so it's maybe Amazon. Like, maybe like Tampax supplies them there, but they don't actually make them. I'd be like, what's the Amazon.com for China is right. where I'd be. I'd be like, cases galore. <laughs> <laughs> like so. buying i'm like are you tampon worthy here you may have a box but i, I mean just, i'd be divvying that stuff i'm like you just don't even know what you're missing here try this ob but i mean i just thought it was silly that even the commentators said like i can't believe she didn't turn their pool red and i don't think they were being and it wasn't sar- a joke i don't think they were being <laughs> sarcastic i really wow. don't yeah that's crazy i you know what that is actually quite shocking so <laughs> okay you have very strong opinions about this weekend's UFC. Right? I do. Well, what we're talking about specifically, now there are a lot of really great fighters scheduled to fight this weekend, UFC 202. One of the main attractions is, and I say main attractions as if it's a sideshow, is the Conor McGregor-Nate Diaz fight. The, the only thing for me is that I see things a little bit differently than you. Like, I don't get as emotionally charged over bad behavior because to me, it's like the WWE. The fighting is absolutely real. The physical work is real. But all the stuff that surrounds it is PR. And there's got to be good guys and bad guys. And the re- And I will tell it to you this way. Yesterday, I was on Twitter and I was looking at all the shenanigans that are going down. And amongst all of this and the lochty thing and all that stuff... Chael Sonnen, who is a resident asshole for the UFC. You you know who Chael Sonnen is. Well, his wife got very ill and had her baby 10 weeks early and died four days later. And that was yesterday. Oh, my God. Chael Sonnen was on the Joe Rogan show about a month or two ago talking about the whole John Jones thing. Right. And he really opened my eye or ears, I should say, to really the way the marketing is for the UFC. There are absolutely scripted good guys and bad guys. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Conor McGregor and the Diaz brothers are scripted bad guys. It makes people pissed. It makes people pay. It makes people come and watch. They love to hate them. They're not going to not watch them lose or win. Either way, it creates emotion and investment. And Chael Sonnen was one of the original bad guys. He's like, I loved being the douchebag. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. He goes, you know how much money I made? I mean, it's crazy. And so then when this happens, I'm thinking, see... That is the real Chael Sonnen. He's really good at being a douche, 
but he's really just a human being. Yeah. Well, hopefully it'll be a good show either way. And of course, Cowboy Cerrone's fighting, and that's all I kind of really care about anyway. Is so. he fighting on on uh, two? Yeah. Two? Oh, that's he good. He is. I'm so excited. So, well, hopefully any- by the time this drops, Conor McGregor will be a loser. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And Cowboy Cerrone will be a winner. Maybe. Oh, I hope so. I just adore that person. I just really do adore him. He's so awesome. Okay, so moving on, I wanted to give you, I, I obviously, we just did not have enough time to continue to tell you some of the stories of Hawaii that I wanted to tell you. So there was a day in Hawaii where we decided to go to Waikiki Beach because there's the, all the catamarans are, they kind of launch off of the Waikiki Beach. Yeah. Because first of all, it's beautiful. And when you do the tour of the cat, and when you do a catamaran tour, um, which is essentially a sailboat with the big nets in the front. And I always reminded me of Jaws 2, because if you've ever yeah. seen Jaws 2, the kids all go out on a catamaran and the shark comes through the net. Right. And that's how he eats half of them. So I've always been afraid of catamarans <laughs> because of that. So I don't ever go on the net. But I do stay on the boat and we stand up along the sides and stuff. And the reason that Waikiki is a great launch place is because you get to see a full view of Diamond Head. the Diamond Head. Yeah. Yes, Diamond Head. And the water is just blue and it's beautiful. And so uh, we decided to book a catamaran on one day. And I said, what we'll do is we'll go down early. We'll, we'll go through Waikiki Beach. We'll have lunch there. Uh, we'll go to the Hilton Hawaiian Village, which is a special place in my heart because that's where our mom took me and Stephanie when I was like 11. Oh, okay. That's where I met um that's where I met a lot of the raiders because it was during the pro bowl and I got lots of autographs and it was a really cool memory for me. And I met Al Davis, the owner of the Raiders at the time, and it was just a neat thing. So I was really excited to show them Hilton Hawaiian Village. I remember it being cool and breezy and beautiful and just lush and koi fish ponds and beautiful shops and everything. So we get to Waikiki Beach. We park at the Outrigger Hawaii, which is towards the end of the beach, because that's where the catamaran's going to launch mm-hmm. in the evening. So there is no parking garage or anything where you can park your car for like eight hours. So Daryl was so cool. He's like, can we just, we're going to valet and then we'll just pick it up. And he goes, well, how long will you be? And he's like, well, like eight hours. He goes, well, you can't really do that here. You can do it for lunch, but nothing more than that. So the guy pulls him aside. He goes, tell you what, I'll park your car next to our limos if you tip my evening guy handsomely and he pulls the evening guy over he goes frankie you gonna be here tonight he goes yeah i'll be here he goes okay this gentleman's gonna take really good care of you if you keep an eye on his car over there by the limos and he's like yeah no problem so daryl takes care of the guy that made the arrangement and then all we have to do is take care of the guy when we leave so we literally did not pay for parking the whole time we were there So we get to the outrigger walking around. Now, it is an incredibly hot and humid day because there had been a tropical storm. Mm -hmm. When we left the condo to go to Waikiki, it's about a 30-minute drive. I, like an idiot, was wearing this really cute black tank top. But if I had worn a bra, you would see my straps. And I really didn't want to do that since we're on vacation and stuff. I said, you know what? I'm not going to wear a bra. I'm wearing a black shirt. It's not see-through. I'll be fine. I, and I walk around. I go, you guys, can you tell I'm not wearing a bra? And they said, no. Luckily, I'm a perky person. I don't have boobs that look like fried eggs hanging on a, a fence. It's normal. It looks okay. So it's really hot and humid. Additionally, we're looking for the restaurant where we made reservations. It's on the beach. So I know it's along the beach. Well, Daryl decides to take the long way. It took us 15 minutes to go all the way around on the street to get back to the beach to get to this restaurant. 
it was ridiculous. And of course, I was mad because I said, do you know where you're going? He goes, yeah, it's right here. And I go, that's the Cheesecake Factory. And it's not on the beach. I go, that's not where we're going. He's like, OK, hold on a second. I go, you know what? I just started walking towards the ocean. I said, I'll find it. Bye. And I just started walking away. He's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm like, I'm done following you. It was ridiculous. And it was hot. It was so hot. So by the time we get to the restaurant, my shirt had completely stretched out because it was hot and humid. And it was incredibly clear that I wasn't wearing a bra. Oh. So for the rest of the day, my boobs are jiggling everywhere. And my my shirt had like grown two sizes because of all the moisture in the air. Couldn't you like cross your arms or something? I tried. I I was wearing my purse. I had my purse on my shoulder. I was, yes, I was doing a lot of that. You should have stopped and bought a t-shirt somewhere. Well, I don't know if that would have assisted anything. It was just so apparent. And I said, I mean, you could literally see the circles of my nips. It was so bad. I mean, it didn't look like, it wasn't like, ugly but it was clear that i was not wearing a bra just inappropriate it's a bit inappropriate for daytime wear yes and so i was so glad to be sitting down at a table where i could like you know have a menu and a napkin and whatever um so we ate everything was fine everybody was super grumpy it was so hot and no one has ac no one has air conditioning it's so unbearable they don't need it (laughs) well they did that day not even a fan i mean it was just so uncomfortable so we finished eating lunch and i said we're walking the beach i'm not going back out on the street i just can't do it and he's like all right i mean at least we can stand in the ocean on our while we're walking so i wanted to walk to the hilton hawaiian village so that we could i could show them this wonderful place so we're walking it is five miles away (laughs) I had no idea it was so far. You didn't look it up first? Well, it's just a beach walk. And when I, when mom and I were there, it was like three minutes. It took like no time to get there. But there is an incredible amount of construction going on. You have to walk past all these things. Remember that photo I took where the pathway, we had to walk by all the feet? Yeah. Was that not the most heinous thing you've ever seen in your life? That's why I asked you. I'm like, what are you even doing there? Well, that's the path to get to the other side of the beach. There's no on the other side. It's just rocks and ocean. And then it backs up to a pool. That's one of those endless pools. And people are hanging their feet over the side while they're floating in this pool. And so I walk by. I go, what? What is this? Why? Why are there a hundred pairs of feet? hanging over the side of this wall. I couldn't believe it. And Daryl is behind me because I'm walking swiftly. And I turn around, I look at him, and he is like doubled over, hysterically laughing at me because he knows we have to walk by all these these pe- people How long and their did legs. this go on for? The feet? Yes. It, it was a good, almost like a block. It was a God. long road. And so I was walking swiftly. And like I said, I go, I considered, you know, throwing myself over the side into the water and swimming, but it's all rocky. You can't, you would, I would have hurt myself. So I kept walking. It is like a desert and we're just walking and walking. And now people are, Mackenzie's almost on the brink of tears at this point. She's tired. Daryl looks like he's going to pass out. And then the other problem is the closer you get to Hilton Hawaii and there's a general park there. And there's a lot of homeless people. So you can't really stop because then they start looking at you like, oh, opportunity. And so you have to like walk. You can't stop. So we're walking. 
We get to the Hilton Hawaiian and go, here we are, everyone. Half of it's under construction and the other half is shut down and run down. They're not even keeping it thriving anymore. So it's not breezy. It's not beautiful. It's not lush. It's awful. And so I, we're sitting down in the middle of this Chinatown area of the Hilton Hawaiian Village. I am absolutely beyond disappointed. And I'm just sitting here going, this was an utter waste of time. In that time, Daryl has to run to the bathroom because now he's having intestinal distress from lunch. Oh, okay. Alyssa's sitting next to me and a bird shits on her. Wow. <laughs> Literally shits on her. And she's all, oh my God. And we look down. I'm like, okay, what do we do? She's like, I don't want to move. I'm like, well, I think you might have to at this point because I think that bird is still sitting above you. It was the worst if you can have a bad time in Hawaii outside of fighting with your spouse, this is about as bad as it was going to get. Half the shops were closed. It was just, it smelled. It was so bad. So ultimately we, and, and so at this point I turned to Daryl and I go, can we Uber back to the other side of the beach? I don't think I can handle another traipse through the desert of this place. Was everybody like beyond mad at you? No, they were just miserable. Just I can't believe miserable. they were mad at you. I would have killed you. <laughs> well, but I didn't know. I, had I, would, no I wouldn't idea. care. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit if you didn't know. <laughs> what are we doing here? Like, you made me walk like 100,000 miles to exile. <laughs> Where'd it go, it was, genius? It was awful. It was so awful. You should have had this figured out before you brought us here. <laughs> so we go to the the main lobby of the Hilton, which is just expansive beyond. And we go in and there's a full size Starbucks in there. So we sit down and right where we're sitting, there is lush area and the breeze is blowing through. We sat there for like an hour. We were not leaving. We're like, we're just staying here. Good. So everybody got something to drink. We rested. Um, there was an ABC store that had all the stuff. And so everybody bought stuff in there. We bought waters and, you know, we all relaxed. And then before we knew it, it was time to head to the outrigger for our catamaran. Mm-hmm. So everybody's rejuvenated at this point. And because we hadn't made the trek through the streets to get back to the beach, everybody was ready to make the trek straight to the outrigger. What's awesome is the outrigger was not nearly as far as the restaurant we had been at. It was halfway. So it was nothing compared to the first journey to exile. So we get there. The gentleman is really Australian. And the thing with the catamaran owners is they are, they are the people that you hear about on the internet, the, the those videos that go viral where they decide to give up the, you know, rat race, buy mm-hmm. a boat, and live their dreams. Right. That's who these people are. <laughs> okay, so there's this dude, and the, the two people that are actually operating the boat, the one looks like Owen Wilson. Yeah. Broken nose and all. <laughs> and then his adorable shipmate, Philippe. And Philippe is very good looking. I personally thought he was gay. Not that it matters, but it does because women are fawning over these two. And I mean, now Owen Wilson, the the actual captain of the catamaran, he's very married. He has a big old platinum ring and talks about his wife. And, you know, he's very married. Didn't matter to the ugliest girls I've ever seen in my life who had decided to vacation in Hawaii together. The four, There was four of them. Oh, okay. So we roll, we all get on the boat. This is a the the booze is free because 
they live on tips. So they'll give you as much alcohol as you want on the cruise as long as you tip every single time you order a drink. Oh, okay. Philippe is the bartender. Oh. And he's, I mean, really cute. I mean, he's got super blue eyes, brownish blonde hair, but he has a beard and he's built just lovely build. And so I said, oh, he's really cute, but he does not look interested in not one person on this boat. <laughs> not one. He's very would, pleased. It'd probably help his tip game if he could at least act like it. Right. And at least Owen Wilson allowed the ugly girls to steer the boat occasionally, but they just were, I mean, God, Paula, they were just so ugly. I mean, and they were, you know what made them ugly? They were desperate. They were being, they were just like throwing themselves at these people. Well, if they were vacationing there together by themselves, I mean. They were looking to get laid. And Owen Wilson was not having any of it. He was laughing at them a little bit. And I was like, oh, God, I'm so glad that's not me. So what was funny is we were sitting there, and as people start, you know, imbibing, this gentleman who spoke not a lick of English, he was jumping down, not jumping, but he was walking down to get more alcohol, and he fell. Oh, no. I know. And and everyone's like, oh, no. And the thing is, is when he doesn't speak English, Daryl happened to be by the bar getting something, and he walks over, he goes, are you all right? And he got, he does a frown face and starts rubbing his elbow. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I felt so sorry for him. And I'm like, oh, well, I mean, what can you do? I mean, he's a grown man. You can't be like, are you all right? Is everything okay? Would you like ice? You can't do that. But the journey was beautiful. The sunset was lovely. We didn't see any creatures, which what we were kind of hoping for. Malia was not sure about it at first. Oh, she doesn't she, like open water. Did she get seasick? Nobody got seasick, but she's not a fan of open water. And oh, so okay. she sat in, in in the middle for a really long time. And then finally she got up and started letting the wind whip through her hair. And, uh, you know, what's funny is that, you know, because Daryl is so sweet, you know, he's like, I just want to take a million pictures of you. You're so beautiful and la la la. And I'm like, honestly, I know you have no shame and you'll let anyone photograph you doing any weird thing. But it's not. <sighs> I'm not like that. Well, Victor, so. w- Victor would never say something like that. So. <laughs> So Daryl's trying to take we're, pictures. We're not that way. <laughs> I, know, I know. So Daryl's trying to take pictures of me and I'm trying to do my, you know, I'm trying to look, you know, my uncomfortable, smiling, relaxed face and stuff. And it's just like, you know, my boobs are wobbling in the wind and I'm just like, oh, God. It, But it was really fun. And it was fun watching all the people get drunker and drunker as the evening wore on and the sunset was beautiful and all of that stuff. So, I mean, it ended up being a really great time. But I, it's just funny. You get this little microcosm of travelers. You've got the honeymooners. You've got people like us. You've got the, the four single girls who are trying to get laid at any cost. You know, it's just fun. It was fun. And then there was some some woman who was probably in her 50s. And it was halfway through. And she turns around to the whole boat. She goes, everyone, it's my birthday. Oh, God. It's got, it's got to that point. <laughs> it did. And then everybody's like, hey. You know, Happy and then they're playing, they're playing music. And they're like, play some Beyonce. We're all, no. <laughs> it was really funny. So anyway, it ended up being a good group, which was nice. Wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it was great. Daryl said it was one of his favorite things we did. Oh, my God. That sounds like the longest day ever. Uh, that was literally the worst day. Oh, and that was the day we went to Pearl Harbor, which has a lot to do with my ugly and awkward moment, which we should probably get to. Yes, we should. So let's do it. <laughs> Okay, so 
as you know, or as everyone should know by now, I have celiac disease, which means I am gluten intolerant. So I can't have like wheat, rye, barley, barley, any kind of grain, oats, you know, any kind of grain, basically. So we were watching this Food Network channel or it was either Food Network or one of the other food channels. Mm -hmm. And they were profiling like this really fancy restaurant in New York and they were showing all these exotic plates of food and, you know, they bring them out and then like some of them, you know, they light on fire and then they like, you know, remove all these stones and, you oh. know, like all these exotic ways they prepare the food and they have like stone pots they bring out right. food on with like the fire underneath and then other ones that, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I know They like mean. decorate really cool and... So they just have all these exotic ways to do these foods. And so I was just like, wow, well, that's so cool. I'm like, I'd love to go there. And they were, it was like a five-star restaurant. Mm. And I said, I would love to go there. And Victor's like, why? He's like, you couldn't eat any of those things. <laughs> and so I'm like, I know. I'm like, I would just eat with my eyes, though. I'm like, I'd just sit there and watch you eat everything. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'd be like one of those blind people who sits on speakers and, you know, plays the music really loud just so they can, like, hear it or whatever. <laughs> what? He says, why wouldn't you be able to hear the music? And I'm like, because and he says and I'm like what why what did I say and he says you said a blind person sitting on a speaker <laughs> turning it up really loud and blasting the music so they could hear the music he says they what could is- still hear the music they just they they Couldn't just wouldn't be able to speaker. see anything <laughs> they just wouldn't be able to see anything and I'm like oh I'm like, I meant a deaf person. <laughs> so anyways, but don't you hate it when you have to do that? I always do things like that. But yeah. And so even Ryan looked at me like, what? I don't you understand, know? mom. And That's then, funny. of course, I was picturing a blind person sitting on top of a speaker <laughs> playing music really loud. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Makes like, zero sense. That? No, yeah, it was just ridiculous. Wouldn't. But. Anyways, the point was, is that I was saying I would be sitting there watching someone eat like all these fantastic you foods. Would, you would literally watch people shoveling food into their maw while you're standing like, there going, you know, oh, I would be, what does that taste like? What does the color blue look like? I would be eating with my eyes. Yes, you'd be like, I feel like I'm a blind person watching you eat. What is, <laughs> what is green? Can you explain to me? Describe yellow to me. So... <laughs> But oh it was, I just, I just said it uh, wrong was well, all. But welcome to the world of the Uggs. Did you hear it? But the, when I said it the first time, did you hear it the way I heard it? Or did you hear it right? No, you said it, but I didn't understand what you were saying. Because I went, what? Because why would you say a blind person? Okay, so you heard blind person. Okay. I did. Yeah, I did. I thought you like, would have oh. understand what I was saying. I did understand what you were saying, but I am also your sister and I don't require you to explain your awkward moments to me because they're just so normal they that i'd be like sense. i understand what you're saying like see, like I when like- i like when i say stuff like i go i go you guys do you want to go shopping for pokemon people look at me like what are you talking about i'm like you know what right. i mean yeah like, i understand that yeah and it's like what do you mean i go i need to, i need to go buy some pokeballs and they're like you don't you, you don't buy them and i'm like you know what i mean I don't have to explain my awkwardness you, you to you go people. Past, you've got to go past the thing to get them. I've got to go to a circle thing and pick up, pick them up like a like right. shopping, right? Right. I know. I understand. See, you would not stop me and go. Wait a minute. Explain yourself. 
no you just get it but you know what there's only three other people who understand me so that it's okay true. That, that's true so it's all right i can't have you around me all the time so, <laughs> so no, i've got to explain my awkwardness regularly like for example <laughs> daryl has never been to pearl harbor Okay. Because he had never been to Oahu before. I've been to Pearl Harbor. The last time I went, I accompanied mother on a work trip. She had work to do. And I said, well, I've never been. I'm going. I, I'm i a bit of a patriot, more than I care to admit. I don't know why. It's just weird. I want to see it. And so, and I think everyone should if they can't. So I go to Pearl Harbor. I loved it. I was very moved by it. So Daryl wanted to go. And so did a couple of the kids. And so we went. Now, unfortunately... It's incredibly busy, and I don't know if there's been a rise in interest or if it's the season or what. So there's lines to get in, and it's free. It's not, it doesn't cost money. So they're also incredibly secure. Like, the security was really, really high on Hawaii for some reason. Hmm. We don't know why. I it, Like I said, it could have been, there could have been incidents that we're not given information on. It's just in general, they keep things a little bit tighter when things are higher level, whatever. So apparently there was a sign that said no large bags. Well, I didn't have a large bag. I had a little clutch, like a little like envelope sized clutch for my ID and money and my phone. And then I had my camera with me and that was it. So... None of these things apply to me. So I'm walking beeline straight through to walk in. And the security guy, who's like this park TSA type gentleman, he stops me. He's like, ma'am, that's too big. You can't bring that in. I looked at him and it didn't register. And I go, I go, what? And he goes, you can't bring that in. And I'm like, he goes, those are too, those are too big. And I go, what, my boobs? And I go, what are you talking about? And I go, oh, and I grab my purse and I, and I open it and I show him what's inside. And he starts getting like agitated. He's like, ma'am, I'm not going to, he puts his hand up to me because I'm, I'm walking toward him because I'm like going to show him what's in my purse. Cause I thought that's what he wanted because Mm -hmm. I, nothing was registering in my brain at all that this bag was not allowed inside. And I said, and of course, there's Daryl in in my in my peripheral who's yelling at me, and I wasn't listening. I was completely not listening. And he's like, Jamie, Jamie, what are you doing? Stop walking toward him. What are you doing? And I'm like, look, see? And he's like, he puts his hand up. He goes, ma'am, I'm going to ask you one more time. You cannot bring that bag in here. And suddenly something clicked, and I went, this is one of those situations in which some fool gets thrown to the ground and arrested and interrogated by NSA or something because they weren't listening. That is me. So I backed up. I'm like, I'm so sorry. And he didn't care. He was like, get away from me with that bag. And I'm like, all right. So now, of course, I'm standing there. And now there's been a scene because I wasn't listening. And I was not understanding simple instructions because in my mind, I'm an honest citizen. I don't have a gun or explosives or, you know, I'm not intending to cause any harm. I just have this clutch and I'm showing you what's inside. And he has, you know, the thing is, it's just like with cops. I could have opened my bag and it could have exploded for all he knew. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it wasn't even about that. He, But he was like agitated immediately. And I'm thinking, what's the matter? Like, I don't understand. But that is exactly why shit gets real so fast. It's 
half of it is is awkward people who don't even register the rules that apply to them. And that was me. It was so uncomfortable and I felt so bad because I the thing is, is when you do that, like I do, if you continue to talk or try to explain yourself or apologize, it just makes it worse. It does not make the situation better. You can't smooth it over. So you just literally need to disengage completely and listen to the 10 people who are yelling at you to back off. So what were you supposed to do? Back off and take my bag and put it in a locker. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I didn't. I was like, I don't understand. Like, what are you talking about? This is so small, you know, but it basically you can't bring anything with you. If you can't fit it in your pocket, it cannot come into the facility. And I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't say that anywhere. It just says no large bags. And in my opinion, this is not a large bag. This isn't a backpack, but I don't get to decide. This person decides. (laughs) And I was just refusing to listen and it made it incredibly uncomfortable. So we take everything and we put it in the car because it's like, that's why we ha- I'm not paying for a locker. We have a car that's like 100 feet away. Mm-hmm. So we put everything in the car and we walk back. He literally I walk in and I was like embarrassed. So I didn't want to look at him. He's like, enjoy your stay, ma'am. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I'm just so embarrassed. That's- it was embarrassing. It really was. Uh, yeah. That's, and very dangerous. That's kind of weird. I don't, yeah. It wasn't a funny, I tripped over my own feet awkward moment. It was truly awkward. Yeah, you, you could have like gotten tased or something, Jamie. Right? That would have been terrible. That would have been awful. <sighs> so anyway, it was, it. you know, of course, it all dissipated once I apparently got rid of this humongous parachute size bag that couldn't enter the property but um you know whatever it i don't get to i don't make the rules apparently <laughs> so i had to put the thing away it it was just a big misunderstanding so yes but good it was good that you were able to uh <laughs> snap yourself back into reality and, i just don't uh, understand my brain though it gets foggy when i'm completely confused by something you know, well, I because think that I'm, happens to a lot of people. Well, I'm just standing there going, I don't understand because I'm following all of your rules. But no, apparently I'm not. And I'm like, this is odd to me. And it's not like I get indignant, like, don't you know who I am? <laughs> like at the Social Security office. But other than that, you know, I was trying to be respectful because, you know, this is clearly a high security area. But yeah, whatever. Oh, well. Oh, well. Well, enjoy your points this week as a <laughs> consolation. Hey, I'll, I will try not to choke on them while I'm shopping for Pokemon. Yes. Jeez. So, well, I think that's a wrap for this week, everyone. Mm-hmm. Thank you, as, as Jamie mentioned, for the downloads. We will be back next week with a jam-packed episode. We will be funny and fast and furious. All right. Well, like I said, by the time this episode drops, hopefully Nate Diaz is the winner and uh, he's (laughs) kicked Conor McGregor's ass for the second time. That would be Uh, nice. I'll leave on that note. So until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. That's a wrap. But make sure to watch your podcast feed for all the screw ups and edits from this episode and what we call ugly cuts. And then we'll have a brand new full episode for you next week. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.